Welcome to the Runner Radio Podcast. My name is Trina, and my guests today are two hosts from another podcast, Rico, Richard, and Eric from the Rico Podcast. Welcome. Thank you very much for having me. I know I should have a, an applause button here and get everything I set up. People screaming. I want to hear people screaming like <laughs> mosh. Yeah, there's so, an app. There's an app. I want that. <laughs> there, there's a, this is actually my second podcast in a row speaking to other podcasters. And I think it's really cool to kind of have us all come and support one another and talk about why we do podcasting. What's the reason you guys do podcasting? Uh, the women, the women, the what? money, um, the power. the power that comes with it. We have so much power. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, I we get treated like a common criminal whenever we go places. Yeah, exactly. uh, well, it's, it's well, if you know these guys, you know that's not true. So <laughs> <laughs> tell us really why you decided. She's like, I gotta address this. <laughs> no, 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 no. Uh, we actually one of the reasons why we started the podcast. Well, first of all, thank you for having us. Uh, yeah. It's not very common that people want to have both of us. So it's nice when, when me and Eric sit down and be together. No, that's that's not even joking. A lot of times they want really? either one of us. Aww. Yeah, because yeah. it's it can be we're too intense. Yeah, it can it can be we can take over the conversation very easily. So so thank you for doing this. It's fun. But I think the real reason why we started was it was Kevin, it was Mr. Farley, right? Kevin no, Farley he had was, told he us. He was one of the reasons. He was one of the he was he was like the the last nail on the coffin, I yeah. would say. Yeah. He Kevin, we did a show with Kevin Farley and we spent hours smoking cigars with him after the show. And we were just talking mm -hmm. to him just for like three hours, I think. We sat outside in between shows. Yeah, because uh, yeah, because he was doing two shows that yeah, night. Yeah, we did two shows that night. And then in between and even after, we drove him around a little bit and he was like, You guys should do a podcast. And I was like, Oh man, you know, we've been thinking about it and he like looks at it and he goes, No, 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 like like you should. Like you guys ask interesting questions. So like after that, it was just a matter of trying to learn like a little bit of like what you need to do. And like mm -hmm. once we realized that all you had to do was put work, like the rest was history. We're, yeah. we're almost 200 episodes in. So, yeah, yeah I mean, that's... we realized you had to work at it. Yeah. Yeah. It... <laughs> and the power that comes with it and the women. Now, that oh, is quite, quite an accomplishment. And. I do believe anybody can do anything they set their mind to, but it's not just as easy as a lot of people want to believe. Oh, I'm going to start a podcast. It's talk about yeah. some of the work that's involved that people don't realize. Well, a lot of people don't understand. There's a lot of things that happen like behind the scenes. Like there's a lot of reading. There's a lot of finding things about the guests. Then once you, well, you that's start, just, that's just part of it because we were doing a laptop that uh, Fred Flintstone used to have, and that made things very difficult in the beginning. Took, in the beginning, it, it, and uh, we were doing it in uh, Richard's living room uh, on a folding table, a folding card yeah. table. Yeah, and it we were we, tired. We it. set it up and to make it look like we weren't poor. And, yeah. And, uh, we retired that table too. We gave it and full meritage honors. Yeah, so. we even gave it a pension, better than they treat most. Really? Wow. Yeah. yeah. He, he it's working it. at the in the back of my house as as a a, a folding table for laundry. So we we promoted it, gave it a part time promotion. Job nice. That's pretty. Yeah. And, it's still know. useful. Still useful. <laughs> but no, that's there's a lot of the other thing is also is networking. A lot of people don't yeah. understand that they they think that after like fifty, a hundred, two hundred you know episodes 
things will happen. Like sometimes it will if you have good connections and you have like a good network. Mm. But I think a lot of times what people people underestimate what they can do in five years. And I think they they overestimate what they can do in a year. Mm-hmm. Something like that. Something, it's like so for us it was just like, well, we have a lot of friends who are comics and I have a lot of friends who work in in like different fields and like Eric has like a really, really good military background. And it was like one of those things that I was like, Oh, this makes sense. Mm. So we just like gave it a shot and here we are almost two years and a couple months later. Yeah. Still going. And it yep. does it does take a lot of work, but like many of us, we're also doing other things. This is not all usually, unless hopefully we get to that point where that's all we have to do. But you guys are writing jokes, doing the stage. Talk about that too, because that takes a lot of creative juices too. I think that's that's more of a question for Eric, because Eric's been doing comedy longer than me, and he's uh, most definitely more creative than me. So, like, for me, I do comedy just so I can vent out frustrating thoughts that I have. Okay. That's a comedy thing. Well, he's only saying all that because it's true. So. <laughs> Otherwise, you would literally explode and people would have to scrape your remains? <laughs> oh, I would. No, I would just go do more jujitsu. Like, yeah. Oh, what okay. I used to. That's your outlet. I would, just do, I would just do eight hours of jujitsu. Yeah, right. it's, it's weird because okay. he, he'll, he'll, he'll rear neck and choke it and go, knock, knock. So it was... <laughs> It was horrible. It was horrible. So I'll be running and yelling who's going to carry the boat. And for all of you that don't get that, (laughs) go watch Rico's episode where I was a guest. We'll have Rico's over there doing jujitsu and you're on the stage or what? How are you dealing then? Is this, was your comedy a way to deal with stress too? Or how, how did it become for you? (laughs) Originally, I just, uh, I, I live out in the middle of nowhere, so I can uh, shoot my gun with no no neighbor saying anything. It's too loud or anything like. And if they do come over, I have my gun with me. So um, the image, Missouri. <laughs> he does this. He does this while he's only wearing a hoodie and he has I... a beer in it too. Like no joke. This is a true story. Sadly, well, bare not... legs were what I pictured with the gun. But anyway, I guess please finish. <laughs> well, I have the holster placed appropriately, so I'm just saying. Uh, it's true. In case the kids come, you never know. Yeah, I don't know. You know. Uh, but no, I, I got in. I was very naive when I first started because I thought all you had to do is be funny. But you were not. <laughs> well, I was going to say, how did you know you were funny? I mean, everybody kind of thinks they're funny sometimes. But... You know, enough trauma makes you funny. That's oh, true. That's kind of sadly true. I mean. <laughs> we know. <laughs> yeah. But you have uh, enough trauma. You're, you're just yeah. going to become but funny. When I, yeah, when I started out, I was, I was terrible because I was, I didn't understand it, the, the mechanism of comedy. Okay. I I heard stuff that was funny, and I knew which comics I liked, but I didn't really understand how you got there. And so it took a while for me to figure out how a joke is actually made. It's kind of like marriage. You mean arranged marriages? Just you have to figure it out. Just... just, just. No, arranged marriages work. I mean, statistically. Statistically. Yeah. I'm just saying. You Not have comedy. To Statistically, the joke is going to fail you, 90% you, of the time. Do you mean yeah. trial and error? Is that where you were getting at with the marriage <laughs> with the joke connection? Trial and error? 
Dude, he's terribly it's, it's hilarious. Not, it's not, it's not, it's not so much trial and error. I would say a lot of the times is comedy. A lot of the times is uh, there's a lot of things involved in comedy, and one of the things like everybody has their own opinion on. Like Eric, Eric is is the type of person he wants to write a joke and get a laugh. Okay, and he's he's very good at that. <laughs> he's very freaking good at that. I, on the other hand, I'm trying to like say something. Like I'm I'm trying to like connect the story together, which okay. is really hard do and that's why i suck but like at at some point you start realizing that like the thing that everybody knows is funny like sometimes is the most obvious thing isn't really it sometimes mm-hmm. you just have to deeper than that so like eric's really good at like digging that hole and like figuring out like oh i'm gonna stay in this pocket and it's hard it's hard because it's a lot of trial and error mm-hmm. and like that's why you see comedians that are in new york and la because they have the most opportunities per day Mm-hmm. so in like st louis is like that st louis the st yeah, louis they, scene they is, have a lot of uh, they have a lot of open they have a lot of clubs and mics you know because there's a difference between going to do a club mic and then going to do a mic somewhere else mm-hmm. so there's a lot of mics that you can do so it's like they have a lot of stage time and opportunity springfield is slowly catching up i think eventually we'll get there to where it's like oh you can do four sets in one night yeah, yeah. so you can practice like a new five minute bit that you're doing on, you, on a different audience on a too. different audience too so that's the other thing is that one of the things that we do fairly well is we kind of figure out like the audience because over time that happens and that's just smart marketing i i believe because like you have to know who your audience is if you don't know who to audience who your audience is then you have no idea what you're doing or, or worse yet you have <clears throat> uh like springfield's a college town so if you have a bunch of college kids in there you may have to redo your whole set yeah Like a college kid isn't going to identify with how crappy it is to pay child support or why it's crappy mortgage or a mortgage payment, living on your own or living on your own or being homeless in a car. Like they're not going to find that most college kids just not, they they just haven't lived enough to, to like understand them. And that's just, have you had to, have you had to change your set on the fly like that? I, yeah. Yeah. You've seen if, if you were at a, the one MC, I did like three minutes of jokes at a one MC event. And they were like, because it's a private event, you know, yeah. one of the advice he gave me was just change like your dirty punchlines to something, something PG, right? Mm-hmm. So, so that's what I did. And like, you know, it works. Like, I'm sure he has stories where he's had to change. Well, Instead the, of saying this, I have to say this. That has the same effect, I would guess. Right? Well, well, we, the best example, I think, is we did a, a mic. And then uh, somebody invited us another mic, and it was East St. Louis. And we got there, and they sold chicken and waffles, and and the MC was promoting it. Let's and just say thought, that I was the whitest person he, there. He was, yeah. They thought there were three of us there, and they thought all three of us were white. And they were very incorrect when he pointed at me. So yeah. when I got up there, I so just we had to change. On so we had to change. Yeah, we had our, to change a lot. A lot because it's like from that mic, just from yeah. that mic to yeah. that mic. Yeah, we had to yeah. change because it was a totally different audience. It's and it's and it's it's interesting too because uh a lot of times there's like certain things culturally in in, in certain spots that mm-hmm. culturally you're not gonna get them right. Yeah, like if I'm making fun of uh if I'm making fun of a chain of restaurants, right? But they don't have a chain of restaurants in your hometown. Mm-hmm. Then I have to go out and say, okay, what's what's the chain here? Oh, it has the same issue that this yeah. one has, so I can just joke this. So like that's something that that you'll see a lot. Yeah, and and but, comics do that all the time. 
like how, about how many jokes do you have to have for like say a 20 minute set i mean i've got to imagine i i bet you probably rehearse like someone giving a speech to any kind of large audience you probably got to get that not, timing down that more tell me about that uh 20 minutes I, i'll let you take that one because i only have like a 15 minute set well about 20 minutes if you get what is the standard i think uh, it's laugh four minimum minute. four laughs per minute four laughs per minute so 20 minutes that's 20 times four so that would be how many jokes 80 laughs i think yeah so 20, typically it would be yeah. about how many jokes you would have but sometimes a joke it's not just one joke it's just a joke has many punchlines so you have to factor that in there and uh, if you only have 20 minutes you also have to factor in the laugh you have to let people laugh things out like a lot of times that was something that i ran into for the longest time where i would like i would say something and people would start laughing and then you would see it because we record and we mm -hmm. audio our sets and you're like see listen like you're stepping over the laugh so people mm -hmm. are confused and now when someone's confused, they don't know where to laugh. Like, it's little things like that. Mm. The other thing that can happen, too, is people sometimes laugh at, like, things that you don't expect to to happen. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Sometimes someone will say a, a part of the joke, and people will laugh early, and you're just like, the fudge? Like, what? Yeah. <laughs> Why was that funny? Yeah. 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 Wait, to... I, I've had a lot of independent, uh, self-published authors, writers on here. I want to know what your writing process is like. Is it, do you do other writing to practice writing jokes or do you pretty much just put everything into the jokes, keep a journal? Do you clack it out on a screen, keep notes on your phone, all of the above? What's that like? You want to take that and then I'll answer. Well, I, I have different ways. Well, I do it old school because I like to write it down yeah. pen or, or a pencil and it's, you you write that down and you get your your premise of your joke down but i find out what helps out is um try to keep up with i try to keep up with the news but i also read to increase my uh vocabulary and broaden my that was very good i know that was a hard word <laughs> you practice i did in the mirror very good <laughs> were you a funny kid in school or were you very quiet i was funny looking I no mean... i was very quiet I didn't, yeah, really? I didn't. No, I didn't like anybody. <laughs> yeah, that's how I am <laughs> as an adult now. Uh, I have a different. I mean, I I try to I try to make jokes based upon things that happen to me. Mm. So, like, what I'll okay. do is is <clears throat> I I write every day, but about ninety percent of what I'm writing out on that paper is garbage because I'm yeah. just trying to get thoughts out that I think are funny that are so obvious that it's like that's obvious. So then once I start getting frustrated and i cry for about 20 minutes and then go chug a beer only then, 20 minutes only 20 okay. uh, it's gotten better and then i take a cold shower i carry the boats and then after that i come back and then i write like a little more and then normally my process is is i'll write uh a premise of something like um say i want to write about you know wearing just a hoodie then why is that funny and then we'll just go down the list and there's about three or four pages and then we'll figure out line by line mm -hmm. okay why is that funny oh well i can go here i can go here and then we can connect this with that and then sometimes you don't even get anything it's just like this is just bad and then days later you're like oh let me go back to this and i'll do it but me because like like eric like i read a lot 
like on a daily basis, I'm, I read probably about, about 30, maybe 30, 30 pages, I'd say conservatively. Mm -hmm. So yeah. like, and I two languages. So like, it's, it's, it's we also lot. research different, different yeah, words. And too. I, and I, I research like different words. So like, if there's yeah. a word that I don't understand, I'll research the definition, you know, is it a noun, a verb, an adjective and then stuff like that. But like comedy, just that part of comedy, at least is fun to me. It's One the of the things I feel like I've noticed a lot. Some of the best comics are truly smart. Like you're saying, they know so much about everything. You've got to, to be able to put those things together. What about, I've heard a lot about punching up and when it comes to poking at other people, you, a com comedian should never punch up down when you're kind of making fun of people, but not really. Do you, do you abide by that concept? That's like not oh, even in your. Oh, I, I can, I can tell you never come to see us do comedy. Then. You, I can you totally tell have you, a different. Okay. Yeah, You yeah. have not. And I know everybody does. It's just one so, angle so I have heard. I'll answer that question. Here's the thing. You have to come down on a Thursday yeah. to corner pocket comedy on billiards and come see us. That's the, that's the, that's the exchange right now. Mm -hmm. Here's the thing. When it comes to punching down me personally, if I'm writing jokes about my wife, I don't punch down. Right. She's, right. Taller. She's taller than that. Um, and I just, I can't reach my reach isn't there. Uh, secondly, that's my wife. So at the end of the day, the way that I treat, and that's, this, this is just me, right? Like, I don't mm -hmm. do that to my wife because I like my wife. My wife's pretty awesome. But at the same time, there are jokes that I'm going to have, right? Now, when it comes to someone else, like, I'll point out the obvious. I'll point out something that's right there on my face. Like, we had a gentleman that showed up to a show in, a, a Dor was it Dorothy? With the ponytails and oh, stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And like a Dorothy skirt. Mm-hmm with nothing under it he you have he to address that he showed up <laughs> like you have to yeah a, that's what i'm saying Dorothy, you get what i'm saying yeah. she's laughing see she's <laughs> laughing because she knows like you have to address that like at some point there's going to be certain things that i have to address uh someone being rude um like a, that, a heckler rude. like a heckler you know like yeah. that that needs to be addressed because the problem that people don't understand with hecklers is that you're not really interrupting me because I'm going to say my punchlines and I'm going to make you feel like you hate yourself. The problem is, is you're taking away from the people who pay to come see us yeah. and to come have a good time. Because if what you have to say is more important than what I have to say, then why did you pay money to come? You could have just gone and done that somewhere else. That's the problem. And a lot of times it's not, I don't, I don't, I don't attribute, yeah, I don't attribute malice to, to what you can attribute to stupidity. So a lot of times when people are doing that, it's just because they, they're drunk, you know, or they they might be uh, inebriated or intoxicated in, in any way, shape or form, you know? Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. it's like one of those things that it's like you, me personally, like I address it, mm -hmm. um, but punching up and down, that just depends, man. Depends. Like, you know, like it just depends. Like on my wife, I don't make jokes about, I don't make like really derogatory jokes towards my wife. It's always just her, like in some way, like shitting on me or something. You yeah, know, I try to yeah. keep it. That's just me personally. Yeah, I, I don't have know. an ex-wife, so I do the opposite. <laughs> and she was very short too. She was like four eleven. Like it was, it was crazy. So he has to punch really down, like yeah. really down. Yeah, yeah. So it gets, it gets weird. He does. 
What's your favorite part about being on stage? The women, the power, the money. Again, um, just like podcasting. <laughs> Golly. You all do. things that we do not have. <laughs> My, uh, mine is actually when I pick up, when I get to the mic. Because before I'm nervous. Yeah. But once I get on stage, I get the mic. It's like everything is as it should be. Uh, hmm. I might bomb, but at that particular moment, before I say anything, everything is just where it should be. For me, it's just exciting. It's it's nice to make people laugh. I got yeah. all the all the feelings that people have told me that I made them feel. Uh, laughing is probably the best one. Like that's just what it is for me. It's kind of nice. So that's 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 literally what it is for me. I could care less. It's just I want to see people be happy. So Especially you guys are working. You do what now? Especially when people like drove like far away. And oh, stuff, sure. You know? like, that's, yeah. That's, you know, it's it's kind of nice. So what do you guys have at, coming ahead? You're still working on the podcast. You're still planning shows. What's coming up in the near future for you? And what do you have for the big picture? For in regards to what? In regards Just to the podcast. everything that you're planning, your big dreams, your small dreams, your dreams within the next few weeks, months. Uh, women, power, power. money. Um, no, no, no. Honestly, for the podcast, the biggest thing would be to monetize more mm -hmm. and to be able to personally, like, first of, first of all, like pay Eric because Eric drives a good way, you know, regularly. So to me, that would be the number one thing. So that way he's he's covered in that sense. The second thing would be to bring awareness to like a lot of people's stories. Because I think that people like individually, when you sit them down, even though they have their flaws, like they, they, they listen and they have cool stories. And I think like storytelling is like an art that podcasting brings it to a whole nother level. Mm -hmm. So that's one of the things that I'd like to see. But I'd like to see... I'd like to see uh I'd like to see that eventually monetized so that way we can cover that. I'd also personally I think we've talked about this is we'd we'd like to get even cooler guests because it's kind of nice to be able to talk to to people that you know probably they wouldn't really give us the time of the day if we weren't trying to like promote something or like listen to their story mm -hmm. and whatnot. But I think that eventually will solve itself and like start to bring some of those people here into town. Because I think that's the biggest thing is like you have to like you have to have a platform that makes people feel welcome and that they want to hang out in order mm -hmm. for people to come hang out. Yeah. And I think there's really bad rap that Missouri gets uh, in general. I mean, I would say especially Springfield mm -hmm. with uh, all the things that happen and all the thing, all the things that continue to happen in this town with drugs and corruption and all this other stuff. But I think that there's a lot of good too, and I, I think we're, that gets we're much Springfield's much better than Washington D.C. So, yeah, for a, lot less, a lot less corruption. I mean, it's still yeah. about the same amount of drug use, but a lot less corruption. So. Don't and know about that, but I, <laughs> I will say we have talked about this before on your podcast that there's a lot of talent here, even not just Missouri, but Springfield, Missouri. We got a lot of talent here, and it, it's it's time we are heard you know i think 
so many people for a yeah. long time have felt kind of trapped because we're stuck in the middle of the country. And now with technology and podcasting, we can have a wider reach and we can cast that net and and reach out there and connect the more. Airport, the airport's oh, a huge thing too. Like when yeah. you look at flights and stuff like that, one of the things is that you see that flights for the airport are dropping and there's more flights being added. So that also is going to help like promote, you know, promote uh, shows and promote other things. The problem is a lot of times that a, a lot of people don't, they don't want to put in the work. People really mm -hmm. don't want to like, like they don't, we were. But, but Springfield is a home of Bass Pro. So why would yeah. you? That's, That's the thing. The Cardinals, you know, you have the Cardinals here, you have Bass Pro, uh, you have us. Uh, Brown Derby. Brown Derby. Yeah. So why what wouldn't else? you be here? Uh, the Caves? Does the Caves start here? Exactly. Yeah. And Brown. Never mind. You got Brown. Wait a minute. Is Brown Derby like, look, is that local? Is that not a national chain? I think or it is. Or is that right? just your, is that just where no, you go on regular? Here. I think Actually, that's how, uh, that is how uh, Bass Pro got started because they, I guess, it, I think it was his uncle, let him put a little fishing spot in Brown Derby. And he started selling oh. Brown Derby. I Actually, did not know that. LA, and then it expanded yeah. over here. No, I don't know if time. it's a national chain or not. I it guess. is. No, oh, it I is. See. It's a national chain. Yeah, okay. right here, Brown Derby. Huh. Right. Cool. Malvern, New York-based restaurants. And then they turn into alcohol. Oh, wow. All right, then. Yeah. Alcohol. Which it's recession proof. So. It's recession proof for now. <laughs> so that's why I said Brown Derby, because if it wasn't for Brown Derby, they wouldn't be a Bass Pro. Plus, this is home to the cashew chicken. The Springfield cashew chicken. Yes. Springfield cashew, cashew chicken. My bad. My bad. That's right. Bad. That's right. But no, you. there's a lot. There's a lot of things, man. And like you have to understand also, like when you look at a town, you have to look at the demographics of the town. Mm -hmm. and if you don't understand, if you don't understand your customer base, then a lot of times people waste their time. Mm -hmm. Over thirty percent of the people that are here are retirees and military. Yeah, mm -hmm. like that's just what it is. That's gonna tell you right there where that economy is gonna push to. And then you have, I think it's like well, we got than, the colleges here. We got the like colleges, four colleges is like, here. Yeah, I think. the colleges it brings in like almost thirty. And then you have a lot of veterans, mm -hmm. a lot of veterans here that that work for like Bass Pro and stuff like that. And you have like retirees, retirees. Yeah. Like you, you know, it's and then you have like hospitals and stuff like that, which yeah. brings in a ton. Yeah. So like they and the meth labs, which keeps the hospitals in business. Yes, the meth labs keeps the hospitals in business. And since you're both veterans, do you practice your jokes on vets? Do you go and do shows for them? Oh, uh, we man. Actually, it's funny you say that. <laughs> we actually have been trying to to set something up to do like a little tour all over Missouri with a legion of uh, what's it called? The American, the American Legion. American Legion. And uh, veteran of foreign wars. Veteran of foreign wars and the USO and stuff like that. Yeah. But it's just it, it's it's one of those things that now that we have a platform that's big enough, like we can do that because before I think yeah. you'd gone that they asked I, you. <laughs> yeah, I actually. The USO, there's like, you want to do a USO tour? It has all on their website. And I was like, yeah, I'll do one. And you have to send in all the paperwork. They want it mailed to them. They don't do emails <laughs> or electronics. They want it in hard copies. You know, the Army. Pigeon carrier. But, Here you go. Yeah. So, so I put it on there, gave it to a runner. It took a month to get there. And by then, COVID started. And then COVID started. No, but... uh. No, I, I hadn't heard from him for a 
month or two. So I called him. I said, did you get my package? Was there a problem with it and everything else? And the first thing the lady said was, are you famous? <laughs> According to who? My mom thinks I'm great. <laughs> yeah. Have you said you, my mother? I, I thought I was until I talked to you. Yeah. And, <laughs> yeah. Seriously, yeah. she point blank asked you if you were famous. Yeah. Yeah, because they, they like right. they like want to have people that the soldiers yeah. are gonna come. Listen, the soldiers and the Marines and they the, don't and it's the, a captive the, audience. The, yeah, they, it's a captive audience. They don't want to go anywhere else. Yeah, they have to show up. <laughs> like it's not like they I mean, buy tickets. No, I mean, the commander says you will go see a show yeah. tonight and you're gonna fucking laugh. And the soldiers go, Yeah, no problem. hundred percent I'm gonna do it's that. It's great when William shows up. Yeah. But if if Dave Hinkle shows up, you're still gonna watch. You're still gonna watch. It, it doesn't matter who it is. Yeah. And that's a oh, true story, by the way. That's that's <laughs> oh, I remember comedy show like in the army they were like hey this person's coming i have no idea who it is it doesn't matter here's tickets go appreciate that he's coming here i'm like how about he appreciates us yeah i had to come here too damn it. yeah and i didn't <laughs> want to come here like yeah but no it's it's uh it's definitely a thing veteran crowds can get rowdy because yeah. they, they feel so brave like they can still fight when they can't yeah. so they like get a little chatty but that normally you you address that in the beginning. You know, yeah. if you have a good host, address that in the beginning, and yeah. like it's not going to be an issue. Normally, it's not it's not too bad, but every once in a while you get get somebody who starts feeling their oats and they're like, gets ready to charge the hill. Like I wasn't getting time, and it's like we get it. Go sit back on your wheelchair. I don't know how you stood up and walked. It's oh, <laughs> so cool. Punch it down. Punch it down. It's easier now that uh, uh, they have recreational weed, so. <laughs> <laughs> They're all kind of calm. Exactly. <laughs> they sprinkle it in their oatmeal, you think? Is yeah, that how it goes uh, down? Yeah, yeah. You will feel better. Eat, eat, this, <laughs> eat this piece of chocolate. No. You'll be all right. It'll be, it'll be all right. Okay, before we go, I want to know something from each of you. Tell me something nobody knows in the podcasting <laughs> world or in your lives. Keep it PG. <laughs> Share with the audience, please. I'll let you go first. <laughs> I don't. I know. I was going to say it really is seven inches, but I don't know if everybody knows that. No, Jesus. We're not talking about your toenails that you have not clipped in. Who knows when? It's ever. so bad. He's it's hitting easier. me with them right now, like under Rose. the table. It's Rose. easier to rock climb with that. It's much easier food. to rock. Oh, it's for rock climb. Uh, um, I don't really like going out. Okay. Most most people think that I'm a very outgoing person. I don't. I like staying at my home, editing videos, hanging out with my friends, hanging out with my kid more than anything, and with my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, I don't. I really don't like going out. Like to get me out of the house, it's it's a chore. It's a chore, and most people don't yeah. don't realize. Uh, they so do you feel like you use a lot of energy when you do go out, and then you just have to no, kind of? No, it's just no. It's not that. It's just I hate everybody. Equally. Oh, okay. Uh, I just enjoy being with people that I know. I'm kidding about that part, or am I? Uh, no, I just enjoy spending time with my kid, man. Like, it, it's it's just such a cool, like a cool experience. And like before that, I just didn't really enjoy going out. Like, I if I want to watch something, I have it. If I want to cook something, I can get it. Like, I have what I want and what I need. So it's like I don't see. He's a homebody. Yeah, I'm a yeah. homebody. It's not he, that I get. He makes energy. a really good wife. Yeah, I'm a great wife, bro. Like I just fed him. He did. Aw. 
very sweet. <laughs> well, I see a bright future for you too. And I hope you'll come back and talk to me again Thank sometime. You. you come to the wedding reception at yes. <laughs> Register. Be sure you register. We haven't said register at Bass Pro. Uh, probably Bass, Bass Pro. Pro and Brown Derby. Anyway, it'll be we Bass will Pro. only take Bass Pro gift cards as a gift. Okay. Done. We're registered there. So. We're registered there. So all right. Thank you so much for spending some time tolerating me, even though you don't maybe like me. I appreciate your time very much. So, <laughs> Thank you for having us. Appreciate it. Thank you. I appreciate it. See you again soon. All righty. Bye.